0: Welcome to We're the Kids All Right, a podcast where we analyze the books we read as kids. My name is Jacqueline, and I use they, them, or she, her pronouns. And my name is Sophie, and I use she, her pronouns. We're
1: two college students who read a lot as children and now have thoughts. First things first, we use the analytical framework of death of the author. Basically, the author doesn't matter until we say they do. We also will get into spoilers, so that's your warning for that. For this episode,
0: we'll touch on mass murder, sword wounds, stabbing, death, emotional manipulation, betrayal, sexual harassment, blood, horse abuse, horse death, kidnapping, child abuse, death of a parent, classism, nativism, (laughs) rigid rigid monarchy gender roles, and magical coercion. Any of these themes cause you distress, and I know there's a lot of them. Please take care of yourself.
1: (laughs) This week we read The Goose Girl by Shannon Hale. This is the first book in the Book of Bayern series, a collection of four books set in a world of magical linguistics. Every component of life, tree, animal, and human has a language, and it's up to the characters to figure it out. This first book is retelling of Grimm's fairy tale, which follows a princess named Annie from a country called Kildrenry, who travels to a larger neighboring country, Bayern, to marry their prince. On the way, her identity is violently seized by her maid, Celia, and she is forced to hide in Bayern's capital, disguised as a goose girl. She can also speak to birds, which is great because the geese like to bite. She also accidentally meets and bonds with the prince! He sees her leg! And then she learns a wind language! Most importantly though, she navigates her trust issues, exposes Celia's deception, and makes friends.
0: I love the leg part.
1: So what's your background with the book?
0: Um, okay, so I remember seeing it on the shelves a lot before starting to, like, actually read it, but I'm pretty sure I read it for the first time in middle school, um, and, oh, I didn't read these books in order. I started with the fourth book. I read the fourth book
1: first, and then I went back and realized it was part of a series. Yeah. And then read the whole series. So, for those of you who are not familiar with this series, there are four books the Goose Girl and Burning River, Secrets and Forest Born, and all of them except for maybe Forest Born can be read standalones. Um,
0: Forest Born read pretty well as a standalone, yeah,
1: because it is kind of set in the future. After yeah, but it does book. it does give you more context if you True. do read them in order. And I think that Forest of all the books draws the most from the previous books. Yeah. But yeah, so they are structured like standalones, but. Um, when you read it as a standalone, you don't quite get the full evolution of the characters over the series. Yeah, but they're all individually very good books. And this is like my favorite thing that happens with a series when each book is interconnected in terms of character development, but then can still be read by itself. And be a full complete yeah. narrative. Yeah.
0: So tell us when you first read
1: it, Sophie. Um, I don't remember how I got this book. But I read it when I lived in Hungary for a year. And um, obviously, I couldn't take much to Hungary. And there wasn't really, like, an English library in the town. So I ended up rereading this book multiple times because it was one of my only books. And I brought it to school. And I read it during the Hungarian equivalent of language arts class because, like, I didn't speak Hungarian. So I couldn't participate in that. So it was a time. And I, I read it quite often and my grandma sent me the sequels to the book and then my mom told my grandma to stop sending books because we were going to have to leave them behind when we came back (laughs) (laughs) that's fair (laughs) yeah so i left them all behind and then recently in 2017 when i came back to hungary i went into the house we stayed in and i saw all the old books oh they were still there yeah that's so cute yeah and they had brownie crumbs in them oh from from when I like ate a brownie over them as I was reading because I used to be like a huge eater and reader Mm-hmm. so it's kind of gross that they were still there but whatevs <laughs> okay well the thing about brownie is that it doesn't really get moldy it, it more like yeah, dries
0: but then wouldn't you expect like bugs to want to get to it
1: i don't know i feel like bugs aren't really going to make it through the pages of a tightly closed book especially a hardcover okay so what were your first impressions on the reread um i still found it super fun to read Mm -hmm. um i think out of all the books we read and we talked about this earlier Mm -hmm. on our own um this book has the most character development over the course of a book Mm-hmm. and that's also notable because so much time passes from the beginning of the book to the end of the book and so well, you well it's like six months which I guess is a well lot you also for... see a lot of her childhood at the beginning of the book oh that's a good point yeah so yeah a lot a lot happens I don't know I really enjoyed it I think I was kind of surprised at how short the end part of the book was mm-hmm. yeah And I also was thinking about some conveniences (laughs) in the plot that could have been cleaned up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that cleaning them up might have meant deviating from the Goose Girl fairy tale, but honestly, I don't really care because none of the other books in the series are based off of fairy tales. Mm. Yeah,
0: I found it also to be very fun to read. It is a very good book. Um, but I found the beginning to be, like, super slow and kind of bloated. Like, I did really like the parts where we get to see the main character, Ani's childhood. That was fun, and I love her aunt. But, like, the part where they're traveling? Ugh, I... Ugh. Some of those scenes in the travel section, very memorable and good. Like, the scene where uh, she loses the golden cup and the Mm -hmm. scene where Celia, like, confronts her. Good scenes. Yeah. All of the rest of it? No. Didn't need it. I know that they were traveling for three
1: months, but that could have been sped up. Yeah, I mean, a good third of the original fairy tale is them getting there. Yeah, but it's so boring.
0: (laughs) And then the ending is so fast, and I wanted more of that.
1: Yeah, could have expanded the ending and cut down the beginning. And it feels like a situation where you have a lot of ideas for character backstory, and you're like, oh my gosh- this explains her motivation for this, and let's go into this when you don't really have time to do everything in a book, and you kind of have to, as as they say, kill your, kill your babies.
0: Darlings. It's kill your darlings. I thought it was
1: kill your babies. No, it's kill
0: your darlings. Oh. <laughs> That's much better. Yeah. <laughs> We're not killing babies. <laughs> um, do we want to jump right into characters? Yeah. Okay. Let's start with our main character, Ani. So Ani is a princess of what kingdom? Kildenry. Kildenry. Um, Reminds yes.
1: me of a killdeer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shout out to everyone who went to Daniel Bagley Elementary School. The killdeer. Yes, the maybe two listeners will get from that
0: specific (laughs) elementary school okay anyways Ani is a the firstborn princess she is supposed to be the next queen of her kingdom it seems like uh the way that her kingdom works is it's just firstborn becomes the next ruler it's not like the male becomes the the firstborn male just becomes the king she yes. is said to be the crown princess for her entire childhood. Yes. Until her mom fucks that up.
1: Yeah, because her mom is like, You wouldn't make a good queen. You're too weird. The people don't trust you. To be fair,
0: the people don't trust her. She is weird. And she also, she like only does stuff because it's her duty.
1: Yeah, and she's also... It seems like their palace situation is super isolated, Mm -hmm. and uh, she doesn't really ever go into the city, so she's kind of, like, stuck in the palace. So, of course, people aren't going to trust her because they don't know her at all.
0: Yeah, all they know about her is rumors.
1: Yeah, and at least it seemed like in Bayern there was a lot more contact between people and the royals.
0: Well, I mean, they had the thing where people could go see the king, Yeah, but people didn't even really see... Like, her friends never pointed out to her that Garrick was also a prince.
1: Well, they didn't know that, but it does seem like they had access to the king and they also saw them at Winter Moon. And also, um, the animal workers Mm -hmm. probably hadn't been working there for a very long time and they probably hadn't been at the events. And the way that time passes here is that in this book is that things are like very spread apart. It's not like one thing after another. There's always a break in between each event where characters are recovering from injuries or Ani is tending to geese. (laughs) <laughs> and learning which, how to speak goose. <laughs> which is very realistic and I liked that. I liked that it
0: wasn't just one adventure after another because like the pacing felt really good.
1: Yeah, I remember when I was writing one of my first stories and I thought that you had to describe every single thing that oh, happened. God. And so <laughs> if the character goes to bed you say like, I went to sleep, I had trouble falling asleep. I oh slept for 12 God. hours and I woke up and it was sunny outside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing this book is not written that way. Yes. Um. So Ani, I, uh, I like her character a lot because she is very relatable in her anxiety. She is so anxious about talking to people and people not perceiving her or like perceiving her incorrectly or like... Mm-hmm. She's very worried about people's expectations of her. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds like a lot of the things that I've cried about to my therapist. So, <laughs>
1: Yeah, it makes sense because her mom has people speaking, which is basically a form of just like have, being really good at emotional manipulation. It's like mind control, but not it's really. It's like persuasion. It's yes. like persuasion power. It's like super charisma. Yeah, and the thing is because she and her mom are often at odds and her mom has this gift of people speaking. Like, I can see how that would be a very overwhelming mm-hmm. situation.
0: And her mom doesn't seem to recognize, uh, her mom being the queen, doesn't seem to recognize that she's only gotten to where she is in the world because of people
1: speaking. Mm-hmm. She's very dismissive of her animal speaking sister. Mm-hmm. She's just like, what the hell? And the thing is like, I'm pretty sure her animal-speaking sister is also some form of royal... I don't... No, no, okay, oh. so... Um, was the king the one from originally from a family? No, okay, so I was actually very confused about
0: this, and then I, like, picked up on a line later on, and it made sense. So what happened is the king before Ani's parents was childless,
1: mm-hmm. and so
0: he just random... Well, not randomly, he probably knew them. He chose... Um, Ani's parents to be the rulers. So they were placed in power and became like the adopted children of this childless king.
1: I bet that would cause so much conflict in Kildenry. Probably, yeah.
0: Uh, Celia specifically brings it up when she's talking about how there's no such yeah. thing as royal blood.
1: Yeah, and honestly, I can see, yeah, that would, that would, that makes a lot of sense in yeah. terms of Celia's situation. And then, oh my gosh. Like, thank goodness the mom has people speaking, because that's yeah. probably keeping the country together with her persuasion.
0: Yeah, no, honestly, that's, like, what it is. Because mm-hmm. um, they're a small kingdom. They, would, they don't go to war ever because they don't have the power. Yeah. And, like, the only thing keeping this country together is Ani's mother, the queen.
1: Yeah, and Ani's aunt mentions that a lot of rulers have people speaking, Mm -hmm. which makes sense because you can just, like, persuade your way into power. Yeah, and it would
0: be so easy even if, like, they did use more of a more traditional monarchy systems look like in the real world, like, it would be so easy for a woman with people speaking to become a queen mm-hmm. and, like, talk her way into it.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering if there's, like, a very violent past in terms of people killing rulers and putting themselves in power. I know, Possibly. Okay, I know with Bayern and Tira, which is a country that's explored more in the second book, mm-hmm. they have a history of war with each other, mm-hmm. and they have had a very unstable history with each other they're always having tension Mm -hmm. and it's not a great situation and is it partially
0: because of the people speakers i
1: don't think so because i think bayern honestly has does not really have a lot of people with people speaking well as far as i know
0: the way that the uh, that Ani's aunt was explaining it to her was that there used to be a lot of, uh, animal speakers and there used to be more people speakers and there were a couple of, like, elemental speakers. Yeah. But then they, like, were probably persecuted or
1: are in hiding. Honestly, I would be wary of any people speaker. Yeah. Like gosh. <laughs> I
0: would not be surprised if people speakers were persecuted because of the power that they had.
1: And I don't speakers... know. I feel like it would be judging from what happens later in the series, it would be really hard to do anything against a people speaker. Like so at full just, power. Like, super... They're so powerful. So maybe it's just super rare. Because
0: obviously it's not super hereditary. Mm-hmm. Because Ani is not a people speaker, she ends up yeah, being and it seems like speaker. seems
1: like people have innate gifts for these powers, but mm-hmm. also can learn. Yeah, anyone can learn it.
0: I don't know if it's anyone can learn it. I think you have to have like some sort of gift to be able to learn the other types. Okay, we'll
1: revisit it later. But um, <laughs> does it come up more in the other yes. books? Okay, we basically can anyone anymore. can learn it.
0: Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, so let's talk about Ani's family a little bit. Because we've been mentioning them.
1: <laughs> yes. And I have thoughts
0: about all of these characters. So we've mentioned Ani's aunt. Basically, um... Wait, Ani, are we
1: done with Ani, though? Because mm, I'm not done. <laughs> I
0: think we should come back to her. Because okay. I feel like her knowing her family tells you a lot about yeah. her. Yeah. Okay, so Annie's aunt and Annie's mother are not really on speaking terms. Ani's no. mother does, like, the most to distance herself from the aunt. But Ani's aunt comes back to the castle when Annie is a baby to take care of her because she has, like, the gift mm. of... We don't know it at the beginning, but she can speak to wind. Yeah, speak to birds. She does a lot of speaking to birds. Yeah, swans,
1: <sighs> pigeons...
0: Yeah, geese.
1: Uh, well, well, geese is something that she has to learn later because she She learned will. how to speak to swans too. She learned yeah. how to speak to all of the birds. Yes, but before you stereotype you people, swan language and goose language are completely different. Okay, wait. R-
0: real quick revival of the author. The biggest clue that I got to the fact that this author knows n- next to nothing about swans is that she describes swan language as being a lot more elegant than goose language when anyone who actually knows anything about swans knows that they are horrific creatures who will bite your <laughs> legs off.
1: <laughs> Same as any goose. Author is now dead again. Well, I just said not. don't stereotype and you just... Did lay down a complete stereotype about swans, Jacqueline.
0: But they, li- they literally will kill you. Swans will attack. Okay. And the fact that in this book they're portrayed as being like beautiful, elegant, perfect, non-threatening creatures is a lie about swans. Okay, fair. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the rest of Ani's family. So we've talked a little bit about the queen. Mm-hmm. I just want to say she is a bad mother. Yes. A very bad mother. Yes. And I hate her for it. Uh Uh-huh. She's also queen, though. Yes, but I actually wanted to kill her multiple times because she's such a bad mother. The father seemed good. The king. Yeah, Yeah, no, the king is great. I wrote in my notes, an okay father.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's not perfect. Well, he's not. You know, he's not the most. um... I mean, you you know who is dominating the relationship here? Oh yeah. Well, because the queen has. He married someone to with people speaking. Yes. I worry about him. <laughs> Obviously, Fair. he dies within the first few chapters. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> the way that he dies is so sad. He falls off of a horse and like
1: the fall okay. kills him. Yes, though to be honest, Shannon Hale uses the word prostrate to describe how he's like not responding and Seriously, I cannot catch that. I cannot deal with the word prostrate because it sounds way too similar to prostate and it throws me off every single time. It just like is that not is awful. the word just does not flow naturally in my brain. It is I find it to be a very distracting word. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the king
0: and queen, they're, like, not the best parents. They kind of ignore Ani in favor of their other children.
1: Well, they kind of separate the other children from Ani because mom does not want her to get too attached because she's going to be sent away to Bayern.
0: Yeah, so we find out like a third of the way through or a little bit into the book that like the queen long ago when Annie was still a baby made a deal with Bayern's foreign minister to prevent war by doing a like having a marriage between the two kingdoms. Without telling. Without telling the king. Or Ani. Or Ani. And she decided to use Ani instead of the younger daughter.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: Which is so dumb.
1: Well considering the ages the ages of Garrick and the other Yes. Like Napoli would not work.
0: Yeah, Napolina who is Ani's younger sister, would have been like four years younger than the prince.
1: Yeah, I think that she was like fifteen, probably during the during the book.
0: Yeah, and Garrick was Garrick like, and 18. Ani are both eighteen. Well, actually, we don't really
1: ever get to find out how old Garrick is. Well, Ani's sixteen. and what? I think she turned seven. Ani's sixteen. I thought she was eighteen. No, oh, she's sixteen. Bad. Okay, wait, then
0: (laughs) what's her face? The younger sister was probably younger because the brother is 15 at the
1: beginning of the book. Yeah. So the sister is 14 at uh, the earliest. But a lot of time passes, so I'm sure that Ani turns 17 at some point. Yes.
0: I could have sworn she was 18 at the beginning.
1: No, she's 16. Jesus Christ. This is reviving the author, but um, the publisher wanted Shannon Hale to age down Ani. What? To make it more YA. Ew. So she was originally 18. She should be 18. She seems 18. But then the publisher was like, okay, just age, age her down two years. So she was aged down to 16.
0: That's disgusting and I hate it uh killing the author once again yep uh, the one thing I want to say about the siblings Ani's siblings her brother is the one who becomes crown prince instead of Ani um like after her father dies they announce that her mom announces it and this kid is I wrote in my notes kind of a little shit but also just a
1: kid. Mm-hmm.
0: I think he will eventually be a good king.
1: Yeah. He's I th- a child. Honestly, I think that they should have kept Ani in Crown Princess role. She should have been Queen of Kildenry. I don't see why she couldn't be Queen of Kildenry and
0: marry the Prince of Bayern. Like, you mm-hmm. would just combine
1: the kingdoms. No. <laughs> Is that not how things
0: work? Wouldn't <laughs> that, that be better? That seems like a
1: bad idea. I don't get that. You don't want to combine the kingdoms. Why not? You don't want to combine the kingdoms.
0: That doesn't make any sense.
1: They're so different. Oh, cause their hair colors. No, they're just so different. They are so different. They're, that's they have going. Different that's traditions. a recipe for conflict.
0: Yeah, I mean, they still got a mountain in between them.
1: But they're cutting through the mountain to make a mountain pass.
0: Good. Um, oh, the other thing I want to say about Annie's siblings is that I wish that we had seen more of her sisters, her little sisters. There's yeah. like one line once she finds out that she's being sent away where Ani's like, I felt sad that I hadn't known them better before now. Mm -hmm. and I was just like oh
1: yeah as an older sister that hits okay one critique I have is that there's so much in the beginning about her childhood and her time in Kildenry and then after she makes it to Bayern, it never really comes up again yeah and I'm kind of like you you spent all this time establishing this stuff in the beginning Mm -hmm. so you should have her reminisce about it a little bit and like I don't know send a letter home at one point yeah or like not have mail Well, she doesn't have the money she's trying to save. That's true. But like once her identity is revealed, couldn't she just like send something home or something? And be like, hey,
0: Bayern might declare war on you. I'm going to try and stop it. Be careful. Well,
1: it would never reach in time. It's discussed. Oh, okay. but after she has the means, yeah. why not send home being like, "Hey, I'm okay. Some stuff went down." Um, by the way, you should probably fire Celia's mother because um, evil. <laughs> yes, or because she's controlled. forging. She's forging your your stuff. <laughs> And also was probably
0: being controlled by her daughter. Yes. Mm. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about Celia?
1: Or Celia, however we're pronouncing her name. Um, I don't know. I think, Do you want to talk more about Annie? Ani? I don't, okay, something I'll say about Ani is that she kind of starts out unsure of herself. And then she grows more sure of herself as she grows more comfortable living with people and friends.
0: Shocker. And,
1: <laughs> yes. And, like, really honing her skills with imitating sounds. With the geese. Yeah, and then growing stronger and stronger and then finally having the strength to confront Celia. And then when Talon comes back, I think that's a huge booster because then there's someone from her country who's by her side.
0: I really like that bit. Yeah, I also think one of Ani's best character arcs that she has, I feel like she goes through a couple of different types of arcs. Yeah. But one of her better ones is that she starts out super sheltered and privileged. hmm And then through these trials and tribulations and, like, she has to work as a goose girl and she's not used to work, like, mm-hmm. at all. She's been yeah. a princess for the first 16 years of her life and now she's got to be a goose girl.
1: Yeah, and she doesn't even think that Gils' bed is Gilse's bed. And she just takes it yeah. at the beginning. But then she just, she becomes more
0: aware of her privilege and there are moments throughout the time when she's working as a goose girl where the um, other animal workers that she's working with are telling her about the prejudice that they face as people from the forest and she's like oh if I got to be queen I would help fix this in her mind obviously she Mm -hmm. didn't say that out loud but she was like this isn't right and I should use the power that I have to change it. Yeah
1: I think that she started out resenting her position and like not really wanting to fill it and being worried that she couldn't fill it but then Mm -hmm. once she really experiences what the country is like and what the lives of ordinary people are Mm -hmm. she develops a purpose for herself as a ruler to actually affect change. Yeah she like
0: comes to understand that the power that she will yield as a queen isn't just like random power that she has to like fulfill what people's idea of a queen is but it's actually power where she can change people's lives Mm -hmm. she never seemed to understand that when she was in her home and yeah watching her mom
1: she thought it was like what separation elevation delegation like she thought it was like more of a ceremonial formal yeah thing because honestly that's all it seemed like her mom did it
0: seems like her mom did a lot of stuff behind the scenes yeah
1: she seems to have a secretive streak like a you know like um the clintons (sighs) gotta bring real politics into it (laughs) i'm sorry to be clear I'm not a Hillary Clinton hater. However, I am biggest a, fan. I all I am a Bill Clinton hater. That's fair. And I'm okay with hating him. Yes, to be clear, the decision to keep things super secretive gave them a sneaky vibe which ended up biting them both in the ass. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that luckily doesn't happen to the queen. She gets she what has, she wants
1: because she's actually charismatic. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Hillary. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, the queen is definitely more charismatic than Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can we move on from Ani now? Yes. Okay. Let's talk about Celia. Locked.
1: What? Felotta What? <laughs> Felotta or four? Oh,
0: Felotta. We should talk about Felotta. Okay. So, one of the magics that <laughs> I don't really
1: have much to say on Felotta except we, we poor thing. Poor thing. Yes, well, that's important. we we should keep this going cuz it's for Oh, we have been talking for a while. Yeah, so we should move <laughs> the characters along. But I'm... about Falada, basically, sad stuff happened, and a horse. That, that was horrible. That was Falada
0: is a horse.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ongolad basically tortured. Ongolad is the the evil guard and Celia's lover. I guess. Yes, we'll talk about him a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, so he tortured Falada. Falada goes mad. Yeah, as the book describes it, mm-hmm. and then they kill the horse. Yeah, because they didn't want anyone to witness the bond that Ani had with Falada,
0: and also because it was. The cat Falada became an uncontrollable horse who no one could deal with.
1: Yeah. So, so like they murdered the horse. And this yeah. is something that happened in the fairy tale. Yeah. So, in the fairy tale, the horse's head speaks to her. Yes. And I think by having animal characters that don't die and make it to the end of the book and increasing that and there then having the a geese. horse at the end of the book. The geese. Yeah. The geese make it. Yeah. But I'm basically saying that if the horse was the only animal discussed in the book i would find it a huge problem Ah. that it got that the horse got treated the way it did that's true but there are a lot of other animals yeah so i'm i don't have a problem with
0: it okay let's talk about celia celia my fave okay (laughs) Well, Sophia's already told me that she's gonna try and defend Celia, um, but Celia is the bad guy of the book. Has
1: people speaking.
0: Has people speaking. But is not born royal. Yes. She becomes Ani's lady, lady lady-in-waiting, um, at a very young age, and they kind of, like, grow up together. But we find out that Celia, um, has been scheming and plotting this entire time, and she's very unhappy with her place in life.
1: Yeah. Which is kind of She has a lot of power, and she can't use it yes
0: yes she does have a lot of power in her people speaking but she also has a lot of influence over annie
1: yeah and i'm sure that that sustained her for a little bit but i don't i think she realizes that look at this like girl who doesn't even want to rule and doesn't Mm -hmm. have the ability to rule that i have yeah like this is bs so yeah and then she finds out the Bayern thing and she sees an opportunity she's like they're not going to know the difference between us they haven't seen a portrait like they don't know Ani. Mm mm-hmm And so she plots to basically kill all of the good guards. So she gets volunteer guards on her side. Mm -hmm. They kill all the good guards. They try to kill Ani. Fail. But then they still continue on to Bayern's capital. Yeah, and they beat Ani there. So they
0: get to introduce themselves. Yes. As, like, Celia takes Ani's name, basically. Yeah, she
1: takes her name. She lives in the role. And she tries to flirt with Garrick, who is very much in love with Ani. And very not into Celia. (laughs) Why would you be into
0: someone that fake? True. (laughs) The one thing I do like about Celia as a villain is she's a very understandable antagonist.
1: Mm -hmm. Monarchy is not right. There's no democracy in monarchy. She is the revolutionary before her time. But she still wanted to be a monarch. Yes, she went about it in a horrible way, but if she had used her people speaking to gather together a revolution to overthrow the monarchy, that would be a different situation. Yeah, it would be completely different. She could definitely start a people's
0: uprising, and if that was the case, I'd be on her side. Yeah, but and
1: in the in, this case. in the uh, second Princess Academy book, which is another book by Shannon Hale, uh, she does explore a revolution situation where the main character, Miri, is friends with the queen-to-be, but is also really sympathetic with the revolution Mm. she could kind of taken in by the revolution but miri like an idiot doesn't mean that they can't that royalty and the revolution can't really coexist Mm -mm. so she ends up choosing her friend over the revolution interesting yeah i don't
0: think i've ever i think i might have read the first princess academy book but i don't think i've ever read the other ones
1: i never read the third one because it came out after i was over it Mm. um princess academy is good but it's not quite as good as books of Baron.
0: maybe we'll get to it one day, yeah. What else about Celia do I want to say? Oh, I found it really cool when Ani's aunt basically like taught her how to watch out for people speaking and told her that Celia has people speaking, mm-hmm. so Ani knows to expect it. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool at the very end where Celia is trying to get Ani on her side and use her persuasion tactics that have always worked for her, and then they don't work mm-hmm. because Ani can see right through it. She
1: knows, yeah. I was kind of wondering if there was going to be another Mysterious Benedict Society situation where the, what was it called? The Whisperer? The Whisperer. Yeah, the Whisperer ends up giving Rennie the burst of confidence to overthrow it. I was wondering Mm. if Celia's people speaking was going to end up actually acting against her and give Ani the strength to be like, Yeah, you're right. There is that one
0: point where Celia mentions something about going to war, Mm -hmm. and then Ani is like,
1: War! Oh my
0: god, no, we can't go to war! Yeah. And she's like, That's not right. So that kind of, it kind of does that.
1: Yeah. And I do think that once the fighting starts, honestly, bad move of Celia to get the fighting to start because if there's fighting, she can't talk. Yeah. She can't have the influence that she does. And also, yep. as soon as she starts fighting, blood is shed and she doesn't have any moral high ground at all. Yeah. yeah. So, she can't use her manipulate. It completely undercuts her manipulation, which is... Most of what she has going on. Yeah, for. and also, they were mega outnumbered and Ani has freaking wind powers, yeah. so... <laughs> I think it's
0: really interesting how much we're focusing on like the last couple of chapters because they were so good and there was so much there and I wish there had been more interactions at the very end between the characters like trying to make negotiations and all of that.
1: Yeah, I think- Because like I'm not
0: really interested in fighting and all of that. I don't really like reading about fighting.
1: I don't mind the length of the actual showdown, but there should have been more after it. Yeah,
0: or more negotiation beforehand.
1: Yeah, and the way the war plot was resolved was a little too fast my taste. I agree. They should have needed actual evidence. It was, it honestly reminded me of people of Sparks when they had the conflict at the end and then they resolved it really quickly. Mm. It was kind of like that. Yeah. Though honestly not quite as jarring because you knew the war was kind of all
0: fake. Yes, that's true. And like, we know as the audience that Ani's people are not planning on
1: attacking Bayern. Yes. And then Ani kind of just like says like, you're an idiot. They're not going to attack. Yeah. She like makes a lot of really good
0: points. And I thought it was really cool how she was just like, why would my mother have sent me into the arms of the enemy if she was planning on attacking? That makes zero sense. And she was also pointing out like, Bayern is three times the size as what's her kingdom called? Kildenry. Kildenry. It doesn't make any sense for Kildenry to like try and attack anyone and she's just like so logical and good and
1: it's great and then everyone else
0: feels like an idiot as they should
1: okay let's talk about more characters let's talk about um the forest the forest people the forest people okay so these are people who live on like the edge of the forest and they're kind of like this is kind of a situation where the country has one big city and then there are villages and then everyone else is kind of like on the outskirts so people who aren't in the there's a big class divide between people who live in the city and people who don't
0: it's pretty much like the divide between city people and like rural people but to the nth degree yes so let's talk about some of the force so first we meet gilsa and finn gilsa is a gem the actual best character in this book
1: finn is her child mom every character needs
0: (laughs) yes she's like to the point she doesn't give a fuck about anything and she's just trying to live her life and protect people and like most generous person ever yeah she just like takes Ani in without hearing her story. Yeah, she doesn't
1: oh. treat anything like a transaction. She's the true communist. <laughs> <laughs> <herda>. <laughs> for the um the monarchy world fair enough um i also really like how once she finds
0: out that Ani really is a princess she like doesn't treat her any differently she's yeah. just like the oh, one character a princess who,
1: the one character who doesn't yeah she really is she yeah truly best does line you can mother. make it up to me when you're queen that is the best best line. line so good um
0: finn is her kid good kid uh who else
1: very nice we'll talk
0: about him more later he he becomes a bigger character in the later yes. books um once Ani gets to the actual city. She is given a job by the king as goose girl. With this dude Conrad. Conrad is the goose boy. He is
1: kind of an asshole. Angst. So much angst and insecurity. And as soon as he's like (laughs) his entire like pride comes from controlling the geese. <laughs> yeah and, and then and as soon as on because that's like better, the only thing he has and then Ani learns to speak goose and at first he like makes fun of her for it and like what are you doing? but then she's like better at controlling yes. the geese. Than he is, and nobody's. Yeah, on his because side. she makes friends with the geese. Yeah, that's a better way to get the geese to do what you want. Is to yeah. befriend them.
0: Biggest negative about Conrad, he does try and rat her out to Celia's or Celia's because of people, his own
1: freaking ego. Because of
0: his ego, and he didn't know that they were gonna try and kill her. So still not great, but whatever.
1: Yeah, but honestly, consider what they do to traitors in Bayern. They hang them. They hang them and then lay them out for everyone to see. Yeah, it's very. 18th century
0: England. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about that in my yeah last though. Day, which this is why I'm thinking about it. Baron
1: is based on Bavaria. What's Bavaria? It's in it's in Germany. It's oh, an area of Germany.
0: Interesting. Oh, the one redeeming action of Conrad is when Celia tries to run away from the fight at the end. He manages to catch her and drags her back to like stand trial and all of that stuff. Yep. So
1: seriously redeems him. He really turns around and does a good. Yeah. Thing. I still don't forgive him because come on.
0: Yeah, he shouldn't have been an
1: asshole, but I also feel like he's a kid. They're all just kids. I'm glad that that happened cuz I think that it was well set up. Yeah. In terms of having him betray her. But also Yeah, come the on, part Conrad. Where, like, I completely forgot about that part. And when
0: he like they couldn't find him for a second and they're like, "Where'd Conrad go?" It seemed for a second like he had helped Cel- Celia escape, but then he shows up dragging her and it was like, "Oh,
1: yes, my boy." Yeah. Um other
0: people and- Anna, Anna,
1: yes. Anna is my actual fave. In this book, we will discuss her in Anna Burning. Okay, well. We will discuss it. Okay, (laughs) but in
0: this book,
1: she's great. Our
0: introduction to her is she's pranking some of the other boys who are working. I love her. At one point, she's talking to Ani, and Annie's like, listen, y'all, if things go bad, if the king doesn't believe me, I want everyone to leave. Protect yourself and go home, live to fight another day. And Anna just says, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> And I read that and I was like, okay, so Anna's either gonna, like, actually stand down and listen to her friend, or she might just straight
1: up kill yeah. the king. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. I thought that her reaction <laughs> to when she finds out about Ani, who she knows is Izzy, to be clear. Or Issa. Izzy. No, it's Isa. I s i Izzy. I listened to the audiobook. Oh. It's
0: a weird pronunciation. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that it's not spelled with, like, Izzy. I was pronouncing it Isa in my head. Oh. <laughs> well, it's issa It's from Italy. That's a dumb name. Sorry to anyone named Issele. It sounds like Italy but wrong. I had a teacher named Tissoli. That's
1: worse. That sounds like titty but wrong.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tissoli. You were one of my favorite teachers in middle school. <laughs> I'm so okay, sorry. Wait,
0: what were we talking about? <laughs> um oh Anna finds out about
1: Annie. what were you saying <laughs> the way that she reacts this seems super realistic because she's like yeah. she's thrown off by it she doesn't know how to act around Oni after because she's like oh there's there's this royal and i've had all these opinions about royals in front of her and so she like immediately tries to do formality and Annie's like don't 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 but like obviously it's going to be hard for her to do that mm-hmm. and so i thought her like gradually adjusting to it worked and then just becoming this awesome Friend and defender of Ani. Yeah, she's literally ride or die. Yeah. From day one. Yeah. And also she and Finn have some little flirtation, little flirtation going on. Finn Finn touches her hand. Yeah, and, and also it's the most Anna tells felt. a story about um people um <gasps> the war! <laughs> the some women during the war with tira from way back exposing their breasts to their men basically their husbands basically being like hey this This is what what you're
0: fighting for
1: yeah this is what you're fighting for and this is what's going to happen if you lose and you let them take us yeah and then
0: finn she asks (laughs) finn would you fight for me and he's like yeah but you wouldn't have to show me anything (laughs) yeah because he was super embarrassed such a pure kid (laughs) (laughs) Finn doesn't really have a personality before that, and I really like when he gets a personality. Yeah, he's,
1: like, really into honor. Yeah. Um, he's really worried about defending people's honor, and then we'll get to it in Anna Burning, but there is a scene in Anna Burning where Anna and Razzo share a tent, and Finn finds out and is like, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) And then Anna's like It's literally just Razzo And he's like what the heck And then they all three go out together And Finn insists on sleeping On the ground outside Instead up in the tent with Enna and Razzo. Okay, well, we'll get to that more
0: in the next book, in the next episode. But let's real fast talk about Garrick and then move on from characters. So, Garrick is. Ask for consent. The prince. Consent is a conversation. He is good about asking for consent. He pretends to be. He does be... lie to her. Yes. He pretends to be the prince's guard when he first meets her. But
1: to be fair, she's pretending to be a goose girl. He runs away from his duties to spend time in the goose pasture which is very Riding, romantic racing Ani on horses he
0: mistakes her for a lady at
1: first he sees her leg he sees her
0: leg <laughs> which is scandalous in this world oof yeah we'll get to that when we revive the author a little bit
1: scandalous um
0: but anyways garrick is not good with horses but he is a sweetheart and that's basically it
1: yeah he's fine he's he's very nice he's not the main focus of the book
0: yeah romance is not really the main focus of the book at all do um. you
1: buy it though
0: Yes, yes, I absolutely buy it. It is kind of convenient at the end when Garrick turns out to be the prince.
1: I buy it too, but I'd say of all the romances in the series, I think Anna and Finn is probably the one that is done the best. That makes sense. But it also is the one that's developed over the longest period of time. Yeah. Because that one takes three books to fully, you know. It's just going to be painful. They don't get to get together in the next book? They do, but oh, they're still not, like, quite secure in their relationship? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. Ugh, okay. Anna and Finn are very different people.
0: <laughs> Yes, I, I can already tell. Um. Can we move on from characters or are there any other characters we should talk about? Uh, no, yeah. I mean we could go through literally every single yeah, character, but we'd be here let's all day. Move on. World building. Oh. Okay. Oops. Don't drop your computer. <laughs> world building. Okay. So um I already mentioned how the king before Ani's parents was childless, and we talked about that a little bit, which is super cool. Um, the other thing with like it not being a traditional monarchy, how we would think of one in like the real world is is that the queen has a lot of power after um the king dies she like is still the leader of her people and it seems like they shared that role more so than we would traditionally
1: expect,
0: which is really cool.
1: Yeah, so the way that the gender roles work here is that they are treated separately, but they're not really treated like there isn't like prejudice. I'm sure there is. It's not in the book if there is. Yeah. There's like a very clear division, but it's not seen as like a negative for the most part. Powerful women are respected and Mm -hmm. not
0: demeaned. And people like aren't surprised that Celia is like trying to take control. Yeah. They're not like, oh, a woman can never do that. They're just like, oh god, stop.
1: Yeah, and honestly, this is more of a fan fiction take, but I would like to believe that in this world, if someone wanted to do something that was traditionally in the world, something that the other sex would do, that they would be allowed to do it.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I would say the clearest division of gender roles that we see is in Bayern with how the javelins and shields work. Yeah. So they have this really weird manhood thing where when you turn 16, 18, I don't know, I think 16 probably, um, you have to do a complicated dance or some shit um, <laughs> to prove your worth as a man. I was kind of skimming this part because I didn't really care. <laughs> uh, and then you get your javelin and shield, and that like means that you're ready to go into war. Mm. Bayern is presented as a much more um, war happy,
1: war happy because they are, they are probably the most powerful country in the region Mm, that makes sense like it seems like they have a very clear economic system it's pretty clear that they are prospering Mm -hmm. and seems like their jobs like not in the forest because it seems like there's some urban growth going on yeah so you know it's an interesting situation
0: um the one other world building thing i wanted to mention that i found really interesting is that um in ani's kingdom remind me of the name one more time kildenry (laughs) kildenry In kildenry at least they were white morning clothes.
1: When the king dies, everyone wears yeah. white. And I'm pretty sure that is something in a culture on earth, but I can't remember from what culture. Yeah, but maybe that's where it's inspired
0: from. Do you have any world-building stuff that you wanted to point out? Is it time to talk about the hair colors? It's time to talk about the hair <laughs> colors. Okay. This is
1: going to bleed into critical analysis. Yes. <laughs> So, the hair colors are the defining feature that really separates the two kingdoms. Yes. So, in Kildenry, people are blonde as hell. Yeah. And in Bayern, people have dark hair, for the most part. Yep. And I'm just thinking, like, what?
0: <laughs> that's not how hair works. I haven't had a chance to ask any of my bio friends, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it works.
1: Also, like, there are people going in between yeah, the two countries. There's no way
0: there hasn't been, like, cross population. Also,
1: their role royal families have to marry outside the royal family Mm -hmm. and there have probably been alliances before Mm -hmm. between different countries the genes from the different countries would get into the genes of each other and we'll all be like gene mingling and then they would all be so intermingling (laughs) that they would have disease like the royals do in europe our biology friends are gonna listen to this and hate every word that we just said because we did a really bad job explaining how genes work i don't know what thing about genes i'm taking a class about genetics but i don't understand it Um, (laughs) don't let your teacher hear that i'm sorry professor Um, (laughs) margaris i don't know i'm sorry that i don't know my professor's name
0: so we were in the third week of classes i'm sorry
1: i haven't talked to her yet it's a huge class what am i supposed to do okay
0: anyways so the hair color thing doesn't make any sense.
1: Mm-mm. And also, like, there are different regions of the country with very different climates. There's going to yeah. be different genes. There what, there are no brown-haired people in Kildenry? There are no black-haired people in Kildenry? What? Yeah. And... <sighs>
0: I do want to say that one of the cool world-building things is the dialects they speak. It yes. does seem like they speak the same language. It seems like there's a common language between yeah. this entire region, but their dialects are very different. Yes,
1: I think that this book was, was very linguistically realistic because it showed that the forest, even within the forest, there were different dialects. Yeah, and there is a different city thing. And there was the royal accent. Yeah. And there was cool. That was well done. But I the hair. I kind of nerded out linguistically, but the hair, yeah, the
0: bad. hair is not
1: good. And also the linguistics between the different birds. That was really interesting. Yes yes
0: even the linguistics on, of the wind like the fact that the wind couldn't speak in full sentences yeah and could just impress like images on the mm-hmm. listener that was really cool
1: but my gosh the hair come on also this book is not one for uh racial diversity there's no explicit mention of race but the hair
0: colors make it pretty clear that all of these people are supposed to be white
1: yes however Bayern is a huge country
0: yes so it's very likely and what
1: i don't like is that shannon hale did not take into account the vast variation that's going to happen and also political borders are not the same as environmental borders genetic borders yeah like it's not the same thing yep and i know for a fact that below i think it's below i can't remember which direction it is but it does touch bayern there's a country that does have Mm -hmm. black and brown people and it touches bayern oh so there's no way bayern is completely white no way okay i do think we are looking at a a very small chunk of bairn but we're also looking at the main city where there's yeah. going to be an influx of immigration all the time from and everywhere trade uh-huh. trade you should get like in the dragon slippers books the
0: market scene in the second book yeah there were so many different cultures there and that was one of the best scenes of the whole book because it took the time to acknowledge all of these different cultures or i liked that a- scene a lot
1: appropriated cultures yeah okay <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> But it took the time to acknowledge them. was just more than this book did. Yes. This this book took the easy way out and was like... This is
1: another situation of a fantasy world trying to do something in generalizing different geographical areas without mm-hmm. looking at the world that we actually have and being like, yeah, do you see a country with all white people? No,
0: it's uh-uh. literally impossible. That's bad about that. Um, any other critical analysis stuff? I thought there was some, like, it was good. We've talked about a little bit of how Ani, like, learns to be a more empathetic and caring person about people who are different than her. And I thought that was really well done.
1: Yeah, this is a princess book that gets it. Yeah. Take note, Disney. <laughs> Honestly, Disney should make this. No. (laughs) No! I know you don't want it, but... They don't
0: really have anything offensive that Disney wouldn't like. But I don't <laughs> want Disney to get their grubby hands on this.
1: Well, I mean, okay. Disney already takes all of my favorite <laughs> stories and turns them into bleh. I'm just saying that this is, would be a better direction for Disney to take with their princess franchise. Yeah, but you know they would sanitize the hell out of it and make it worse than it.
0: And it's really good right now. And, and I bet they would turn it into an awful musical. Yes. With
1: songs like, <laughs> I'm teet learning to speak to the game. Or I'm like, like, learning My horse <laughs> And it's head is right there Or like you know that classic Princess I Want that song yeah. I want something more than Re. I want something more I hate my mom She doesn't <laughs> understand me
0: Okay we gotta stop <laughs> Disney don't touch this <laughs> keep your hands off also if anyone was gonna make this into a movie or something i think it should be
1: made into a tv show true it would be
0: a really good tv we show. have
1: talked about this before it would be a great tv show the magic is my favorite magic mm-hmm. of all time
0: it would also be magic that's really easy to do on a lower budget uh-huh you don't need a super high budget to talk to animals uh that would look really weird in um live action form oh it would look so good in animation though oh this
1: would be so good animated (gasps) i mean i want i know that you don't like animation (laughs) well i don't mind animation if the voice acting is so we'll just find the best voice actors ever okay this is so off
0: topic (laughs) um (laughs) oh the one thing i wanted to say in critical analysis before i forget is that when ani is living in bayern she does pass a lot of judgment on their traditions. Mm-hmm which isn't great as she and is And they an pass judgments
1: on her traditions. And they do call
0: uh, Celia um, the yellow haired girl.
1: Well, they also call Ani the yellow lady. Yeah, yeah.
0: The fact that they call both of them the yellow lady. Not cool. Not great, especially with connotations in the real world. Yeah, I think
1: that that's something that you might want to stay away from. Maybe just say Even the if you lady. don't mean it in the context of yeah, racial let's be real racism does it look like there's any asian people in this book no well somewhere maybe somewhere maybe
0: but it's clear that the term yellow was not supposed to be about skin. It's supposed to be about hair, but she should have just used blonde. That would have just been a lot safer. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Any other? Shall we revive the author? Um, I'm trying to think if I have any other. Oh, in terms of how this book holds up, which is the general critical analysis question. Uh, I think yes. it holds up very well. Yeah. It's another book that doesn't take so many like classic liberal risks. Mm hmm. And if I was dealing with this book today, I would want to see better handling of genetics and (laughs) diversity because Mm -hmm. take what she did with the dialect, Mm -hmm. expand that into actual people. Yeah. And I don't know, you get a good book. So like I would make that change, but honestly holds up pretty well. I think that um, in terms of gender, this is a book that does what a lot of fantasy books do and uses the gender roles from the middle ages but improves on it a little bit but But, does have the typical like men like warriors I think they should add people who maybe don't want to do that and have a few instances of people picking the life path they want yeah and not being confined to a singular binary Mm -hmm. so that's what I would like but I think that this is a book that I really like because it shows that a strong female protagonist does not which is something I do not like but this was a big thing when this book was popular does not have to be someone who can just like kick a lot of ass in terms of physical fighting physical fighting aggression and i don't know
0: just like prowess with a weapon like she's sarcasm yeah like she's a strong character because
1: she can make friends she her empathy is her best trait yes she is so empathetic because, I mean, she has to be. She's like, she's talking to animals. She's talking to the wind. <laughs> she's, she's talking to other... She's not so great at talking to other people. But then she... She gets better. She gets better. I'm sure she'll keep improving. She's only 16. I was terrible
0: at talking to people at 16.
1: I'm still terrible at talking to people. So and we are both still
0: growing.
1: Yeah, so I thought it was good. I think that the characters are just so well developed. And I think that they're like all good, complicated people the friendship Mm -hmm. i love the friendship in this book Mm -hmm. and i love the way that the animal workers interact with each other and how they're like they clearly love each other but they also love to prank each other and make each other mad and they also don't love each other equally Mm -hmm. which i thought was realistic Mm -hmm. it seems like not a lot of people like conrad which is fair (laughs) that's fair yeah it's a good book
0: Mm -hmm. um let's revive the author yeah so something that Sophie told me while I was in the middle of reading the book is that Shannon Hale is a Mormon. What is it about Mormons <laughs> writing young adult fiction fantasy stuff? I think
1: it's a coincidence.
0: I don't think it is. There are so many Mormons. <laughs>
1: Why are they all Mormons? <laughs> I think it's a coincidence, Shannon. I think it's a conspiracy. Okay. I am so sorry to any listener who may identify as Mormon.
0: I'm not saying there's anything <laughs> wrong with being
1: Mormon, though there is some stuff within the Mormon religion that is questionable. Okay, <laughs> I have looked at Shannon Hale's Twitter and I've looked at, um, I've researched Shannon Hale and she is actually very liberal. I'm just saying, there's got to be a reason
0: why the main people writing fiction for young girls in the early 2000s, they were all Mormons. She, like, there's something there. Yeah,
1: she's, she's really into feminism. She's gonna ignore what I said that's fair continue Mm -hmm. she's really into feminism she has she's clearly supportive of the lgbtq plus community even though she doesn't write about them Sam, What is this tone that you've taken on? I do not know. It sounds like you're trying to be
0: a preschool teacher. Talking to an unruly child, which I assume in this case is me.
1: Yes. And yes, she posts a lot about politics. She's very politically active. Oh,
0: this is why you like her. On
1: Twitter. She writes very political (laughs) books, Jacqueline.
0: I know she does. I'm just glad you said that. This stopped is literally voice. the only
1: reason why you write about monarchy for the politics of it. And it's the only way to explain how teenagers would be in such political power. Fair enough. That's the only reason. I like to go down the dictator path when I'm writing about people in power personally. Because I, you know about my dictator story. Yes, I do. But that's how you
0: do it. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> Shannon Hale has written a lot of stuff specifically targeted towards young girls, and it's pretty good stuff. She's a pretty good person.
1: Oh, though a lot of her advocacy is um saying that you shouldn't be ashamed to read what isn't marketed to you. That makes sense. And like her advocacy is like boys can be read books about girls. They should be reading books about girls they should yeah and that's part of her advocacy i remember in an interview she said like girls will read books about boys but boys won't read books about girls
0: that's just not true but okay yeah
1: in a larger more intersectional context says a lot about representation in fiction Mm -hmm. and how people who aren't like cis white straight males have to really read and watch a lot of cis white straight male stuff because that's what is represented yeah. in uh, fictional media? True, very true. And people want to see themselves in leading roles in fictional media. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's a unfortunate conundrum yeah. that is slowly getting better. Yeah, keep working on it, publishing industry. I believe in you. Mm-hmm. Own voices movement.
0: Ooh, um, real fast inner editor. Um, we talked a lot about her writing earlier, where like uh, the ending needs more stuff. It needs to be longer and the yeah. beginning
1: could have been shorter. Also, the dialogue was pretty sparse in the book. A lot of the book was very much told in like a fairy tale way where a lot is explained in a very short period of time and you actually get engaged in the big block paragraphs without any dialogue because of the way that it shows little things about the characters and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking that this kind of book would probably be rarer today with more streaming and television and media television and movies being more readily available and more people choosing that over reading mm-hmm. because I've mm-hmm. noticed in books there have been a lot more dialogue. stretches of dialogue and things that are conveyed a lot through dialogue and in this book every single piece of dialogue is there to either convey something about the character or show purpose for the plot yeah it's a very introspective way of writing yes you get a lot of Ani's reactions to yes. stuff yes Yeah, this was also my main criticism in *Mysterious Benedict Society*: that you didn't get much from characters. Also, criticism from *Dragon Slippers*. This is the remedy. Get a lot from Ani. And was *Dragon Slippers* first person? Yeah. Okay. Well, part of it is
0: probably because it is a first-person book. Um, I'm in a class right now called *History and Theory of the Novel*. Oh gosh. (laughs) Um, Sounds like a horrible class. Yeah. I'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) Okay. Um, but right now we're. Sorry, Jacqueline's professor. (laughs) I don't. I don't think she's ever gonna listen to this podcast. I would be shocked if she did.
1: She could be stalking you right now.
0: That would be really. I'm also. I'm also
1: sorry, Jacqueline's professing again. (laughs)
0: Anyways, so we're, we've been talking about recently how novels weren't originally in first person. They were usually told in as like an eyewitness account. There might be an eye in the story, but it was like someone who was outside of the main plot. And then novels kind of transitioned to being first person. We're reading Maul Flanders right now, if anyone's ever read that before. And it's basically like this woman tells her story, but not actually written by a woman. It's kind of confusing, but it's a first person story. And we've been talking about how the kind of quality quasi-historical perspective that first person lends. So, yeah, first person does a lot for, like, getting you inside of a character's brain yeah. and also, like... Again, a lot not of people make... can do it well. That's true. It's hard to do well, but it also, like, really helps make the audience... Cough, like... cough,
1: divergent. Okay. It
0: makes the audience <laughs> part of the story instead of a viewer to the story. Cough, cough,
1: every young adult dystopia except for the <sighs> Hunger Games. Okay.
0: <laughs> Moving on! Any other inner editor stuff
1: that you want to say? Or can we move, move on to fanfiction take? I definitely got a lot of writing inspiration from this book. For my early writing, I can I can see it. Yeah. Um the thing about this is this is one of the books that Shannon Hale worked on the longest cuz it was her debut I think it was her debut novel. Hmm. So that shows it some parts do seem a little bit overworked and that's where the writing gets the clunkiest. But mostly pretty well written. It's not like the most fabulously written, but also it doesn't have to be. I like it for what it is. But I do notice that with Shannon Hale's later books, when she's been writing like multiple books a year, like the writing quality has regressed a little bit because she doesn't have enough time to work on them. That makes sense. To fan fiction takes?
0: Yes. um, Okay, so I got a couple. First one is an alternate reality Mm -hmm. thing. What if Celia won and she managed to kill Ani? It would happen exactly the way they said it would happen. War would break out and Bayern would yes. easily
1: win. <laughs> Baron would win and then probably realize, I think that Celia would still get exposed when they realize that the royals in Kildenry, like don't know that Celia is not. I think they would kill the
0: royals before they got close enough.
1: But the queen has people speaking.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. See, I was envisioning where they win the war really easily and they wipe out the royal family and then eventually Celia becomes unhappy with her husband, Derek, yeah. and eventually kills him and takes full control of Bayern herself. Yeah,
1: honestly, Bayern seems more like a take the royals hostage situation. And I think- uh, that, that's fair, yeah. that I think that that was too far for Celia and that would have mm. that plan would have backfired. Yeah. Regardless, and I can envision an alternate Anna burning where instead of them having a war with Tira, the plot happens within the war um, with Kildenry instead. Mm. And Anna joins the Kildenry side as like works against her own people. Ooh, that could be interesting. Interesting. And she she's like on a vengeance mission For Ani <gasps> Which also gives her motivation For like all the murdering she does In Anna Burning We'll get to that next time Yeah Anna commits mass murder we will get to that <laughs> next
0: time! <laughs> um, okay, so that was alternate thing. I have some future things that could happen with the actual canon-compliant stuff. I think that Ani becomes a mother one day very far down the line, because she's literally a child right now. But eventually she becomes a mom, and to say, like, <laughs> fuck you to her mom, she is the best mother ever. Yes. And she takes inspiration from Gilsa, and yeah. This is a spoiler, but it's
1: not so far down the line.
0: <laughs> you read
1: Forest Board, didn't you? I know. Oh. <laughs>
0: but I, she's 16! Uh Uh-huh. She's too young to have children. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and then my other idea is that, uh, as soon as her and Garrick come into power, they finish building the mountain pass so that it doesn't take three months to get in between the kingdoms.
1: They have no birth control. She's going to get pregnant. Hush! (laughs) We have moved on!
0: (laughs) So it doesn't take three months. It's very fast to get in between the kingdoms now. It takes maybe a week at most. And this leads to an age of prosperity and knowledge. Well, she can't
1: use her wind power to not have a baby (laughs) you didn't even listen to what i just said
0: (laughs) knowledge and prosperity sophie more important than a baby they're gonna be a little bit busy running their kingdom to have sex is what my theory is oh no they're still gonna have tons oh stop
1: (laughs) stop did you hear Garrick our bed Uh! geese but they're not be sharing our bed I know
0: I know I know okay do you have any fanfiction takes? yes um
1: first one I kind of wish Garrick was actually a guard and romance didn't conveniently just work out because they just happen to meet each other and like each other and I wish that Ani had to grapple with the decision of what to do at the end of the book she loves Garrick but she doesn't love her actual betrothed and so she's like if I marry Garrick then I probably we give up being some a royal, either being a royal or like give up Bayern,
0: and she really likes Bayern.
1: Yeah, so I think that would have been an interesting conflict that would have yeah. solidified her found home in Bayern. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is that I wish that Ani spared Celia, um, from the barrel of nails.
0: We don't. That's not confirmed. <laughs> what we don't know for sure that she's going to be put in a barrel. That of is nails. the well. I've read the entire series. I have too. I forget things. Okay.
1: <laughs> yes, I think that that's more of like a it's less of a standalone thing but from a serious standpoint it makes sense because Ani is really forgiving and kind and empathetic Mm -hmm. and that is such a strength of her but I could see that that would lead to interesting develop where that decision to spare Celia ends up being a problem because of Celia's people speaking and she's so dangerous mm-hmm. so then when she comes back wait, is the... and screws things over in the later books. Does
0: she come back and yeah. screw things over? Yes yeah, she does. Okay I could have sworn
1: she comes back. Okay good I'm glad that's yeah, right. Yeah then she could be like have a lot of remorse for not offing her. Oh so wait does she eventually put her in the barrel of nails? Don't tell me. i I'll You'll find out. You'll find out. <sighs> the
0: drama. Anyway. Conclusions and ratings or do you have another finish? fiction take. Those are all my takes. I'm speeding us through the end because we have a meeting that yes, we have to yes, go to we, soon. <laughs> have, we have a meeting. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, who would you recommend it to? I would recommend it to everyone. Yep, everyone. agrees. It's really good. Nostalgia, 5 out of 5. Current rating, 5 out of 5. I love this book. It's yeah, really fun. 5 out of 5, 5 out of 5. Agree. Um, And then what character would you be?
1: Um, A combination of Finn for the quietness, mm-hmm. Razzo for the goofiness, mm-hmm. and Ani for the insecurity. <laughs> but also, <laughs> yeah. I hope to be like for the young misunderstood revolutionary she was. Oh, you did say that you were going to say that. You <laughs> really did say it.
0: Okay. Um so I I'm would sorry, I don't want to be a murderer, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that got picked up by the audio. If it didn't, <laughs> Sophie just said that she's sorry, she does not want to actually be a murderer.
1: As much as I wanted to kill Mr. curtain in mysterious Benedict Society, be clear, I still do. Okay. But that's the only person.
0: Okay. Um, so if I was one of these characters, I would be a mix between Enna and Ani because Ani has that good old relatable anxiety mm-hmm. and Enna is ride or die with her friends. Yes, but the camp counselor in you would also be Gilsa. That's fair. <laughs> I do hope to one day be Gilsa. Mm-hmm. Gilsa is my dream.
1: Mm-hmm. She's
0: just living in the woods.
1: Okay. So good,
0: good person. So, okay. That's all for this week. Um. Next time, we'll be looking at Enna Bird. Burning, which is also by shannon hale yep like we said last time with a royal match
1: there might be some release irregularities as we adjust to the new semester but we will be back check us out on twitter and instagram at wtka underscore podcast and at our website link in the description thanks for listening dye, dye your, your eyebrows, eyebrows with thorn, thorn root. root and have a great day Woo. <laughs> Did you even read the thorn root part ahead of time? No! had <laughs> no idea it was coming. I had no idea it was coming.